0: Welcome to Project Recovery, a podcast about addiction. More importantly, it's about recovery. And not only that, it's uh, kind of brought to you by survivalists. And uh, that's going to play into uh, this episode just a little bit. But before we get started, uh, you can see that it's just me today. Um, Dr. Matt is on a much-needed vacation. Uh, he's in Hawaii, chilling out, uh, hanging out on the beaches, working on his farmer's tan. Because I don't know if Matt is the kind of guy that takes his shirt off at the beach. You know what I mean? Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he just gets out of town and throws his freak flag in the air and lets it fly. But I, I imagine he's probably a t-shirt-at-the-beach kind of guy. We'll ask him when he gets back. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of roll solo today. And sometimes when we roll solo... um. We just kind of open the mic and see what happens. But today we've got a little more of a story to talk about. Uh, for those of you who have been following the podcast for years, um, maybe even last year, uh, I talked about this experience that, uh, I did with my children. It was all part of a TV show, uh, brought to you by BYU TV. Uh, and, uh, BYU TV puts together some amazing programming. And one of their, uh, shows that they produce is called Survivalist. Now, survivalist is kind of a, a mix between survivor and the amazing race. Uh, and uh, what you do is uh, you get two families that are working on an internal issue, a family issue, and they want to strengthen it, strengthen it or resolve it or or whatever it may be. And so, uh, as you can guess, mine was my addiction and how it took a toll on my kids. Uh, we went against a family called the Robbins family, and they, uh, for the longest time, were a very outgoing family, and uh, had kind of gotten away from that through some other stuff. And it's not my story to tell, so. But they got away from it, so they wanted to get back together to be in a unity, a uh, family, and, and get out and enjoying life. So, you know, a little more than a year ago, I was contacted by some producers who produced this show. They had uh, heard my daughter's letter uh, and wanted to know where we stand and, and kind of if there's some resolved issues. And I can tell you, honestly, there is some resolved issues, unresolved issues. Um, we're working on them and my family's probably stronger than it's ever been. But that doesn't mean uh, we're fixed or we we're healed. It just means we're working on things. So we talked to them and they said, yeah, I think you're a good fit for the show. Uh, it didn't matter to them that I'm not LDS. Uh, my children are, um, uh, but I, I, I told them right after they the go, I'm not LDS. And they go, that's okay. And they brought me out and, uh, my children and we went down and we filmed this show. Um, uh, before we, we get there, they do interviews with me, uh, Frankie, Presley, and Bowden, and, and, and kind of just get some insight. And 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 it's twofold. One is to see what our story is, and the other is to see if we're going to be good on camera. And you know, I mean, it is a TV show, and so they're doing all these interviews. And uh, my family, um, I, we're not campers. Uh, we're not survivalists. <laughs> you know, uh, we're the type of family that we, we want to stay in a cabin. <laughs> And, uh, they're telling us we're going to have to spend three nights with backpacks in the desert of Mexico. And I'm a little nervous, but I'm willing to do it. I'm always up for a good time. Uh, and my kids, uh, who aren't campers, uh, said, yeah, dad, I, I think we can do it. My son in his, in his weird way of thinking thought that since he was good at video games, that would translate. Um, I'm here to tell you he was wrong. Uh, he was 100% wrong. <laughs> uh, that we went through some things that, uh, I could have never imagined doing. So we get accepted to the TV show, uh, you know, and we're about four months out from filming. And that's all my kids can think about. That's all my kids can talk about. My son thinks that he's going to get on this TV show. He's going to become famous, become this YouTuber. And uh, he's like, Dad, I got you. Once I'm famous, I'll take care of you, which I appreciate. But I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I go along with it. And so we're kind of nervous. Uh, two months out, they send us a compass. They sent us a, a fire starter, some flint and steel. Uh, they said, practice this. No instructions. Um, just here, here's what you're going to be using, so get acquainted with it. Um, the compass sat on the mantle right up until we left. Um, and the flint and steel, me and my son busted out a couple of times. And when my girlfriend came home and found us trying to start fires in the foyer, she wasn't happy. So that kind of put a kibosh on that. And so other than that, that's all only the real practice we ever did uh, to, I don't know, educate us on this journey we're about to take. So we're getting ready to go and I'm nervous and uh, I don't know why I'm nervous, but then it dawns on me. This is the first vacation I have ever been on with my children sober. This will be the first vacation that I will ever take my kids on by myself. Which is, you know, I've got a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And I've never been out of the state, out of the country with just us. And I'm sober. And we don't know what we're doing. There's a great unknown out there. All we know is that there's a compass on the mantle and we can't start a fire in our foyer. So <laughs> we don't, we're don't. we not sure how this is going to go, but hey, we're Scots and we're up for it. So we go and we get into Mexico and we get down there and the whole time my kids are like, what are we going to do? What, what is this going to be? And I was like, I, I had no idea. Uh, but I kept telling him, I was like, well, this is BYU TV, so I don't know how big it's gonna be. It might just be a guy and a camera following us behind the hotel. You know, I mean, really, that's I, I didn't, I had no idea what we were about to encounter. I, I, I was privy to watch a couple of episodes before we went, and they did a lot of stuff around, uh, Utah. Uh, a lot of stuff in Moab, uh, some up in Idaho, uh, and it was mostly, you know, you know, hiking and camping and stuff like that. But I didn't know what to expect. But now we're going to a different country. We're going to Mexico. And uh, we're out there and, and try to tackle it. So we get there the first day. Um, and everything seems cool. We kind of walk around, check ourselves into the hotel, go down to the beach, put our feet in it. And we're like, I, this is going to be pretty cool. Uh, we see cameras and cameras and audio and just people piling out of vans. And, and all of a sudden it starts to be like, whoa, this is a real deal. They got a full TV set down here. They got a 60-person crew down here ready to film us. Now, they just weren't filming us. They were filming another family as well. But we go down there and and we do that. So we go to bed. They tell us the next day we're going to have a a briefing meeting and uh, get us all our gear. So we go into there and they give us a backpack. Uh, They give us some hiking shoes. Uh, And then they give us 30 minutes to take as much food as we can. And so... The food we're taking isn't, like, good food. I mean, I mean, if you're starving, it's great food. Uh, but it was MREs and protein bars and, you know, stuff that we're going to be able to eat on the way to keep our energy up. Because they said, you will be hiking. And turns out they weren't wrong. We were hiking six miles a day up and down mountains through three inches of sand, up and down riverbeds, uh, mountain biking uh, on top of mountains. Uh, my son fell off a cliff. Uh, then he jumped off a cliff uh and it, I mean it's crazy and you'll be able to see all of this if you go to their their app it's byu TV app and download survivor with the fifth episode of season three so that's just kind of build it up of what it, it's all about but the reality is is um, the next morning after we got our stuff they take us out there and we meet the host Colin uh great dude and it, it, you should find out about this guy because this guy's done some crazy stuff like walk across uh, the ice to Antarctica I mean, he's just, yeah, and he's got a fabulous story. And so we get there, we find out who we're competing against, and then they read us our instructions, and they give us an envelope and a compass and go, see ya. And uh, we grab our stuff, and we head up a mountain, and the other team heads the other way, and we're supposedly going to see him throughout the journey. But remember, we're the family that doesn't camp or hike. Um, And now we've got 40-pound backpacks on us. And we probably weren't into it seven steps before my son went, whoa, dad, this is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this is. And for the first probably 45 minutes to an hour, my kids weren't talking. Uh, one, because they were breathing really heavy. And two, I think they were trying to figure out, what did we just get ourselves into? And so the whole journey was supposed to be about letting my know let my kids know that I'll be there for them because in my act of addiction um, I wasn't. I was selfish and um, they were my number one priority and I was failing at my job and so I wanted to do this with my kids to let them know through thick and thin that I will be there for them uh, and there's gonna be some things that I can't do for them but I can do with them or I can support them. And that's what this whole journey was. And um, it was pretty amazing because that's exactly what the show gave me. It gave me a chance to redeem myself in my kids' eyes and let them know that their dad is trustworthy, dependable, empathetic, loving, and a constant because the only constant in my kids' early years was their dad's drunk that's sad. So we get out there and um, I don't want to ruin the show for you, but we did really good. Uh, And I'll tell you, we won the thing uh, and the prize was $10,000. And that's pretty cool, man. I've never won $10,000 and I didn't win it. My family won it. Uh, A lot of people ask, what are you going to do with that? And uh, we're going to go on a vacation where no camping or hiking is involved. But we did some cool things and um, I got to see my kids um, put in tough situations and see how they will react. Because as a parent, you don't know, you know, our, our number one job is to prepare our kids for life. And up to this point, I hadn't prepared them for much. Um so I wanted to know how they were going to handle stressful situations. I wanted to know what they would do when they had to dig deep, what they could do if they put their mind to something, because we're getting ready to go on a three-night, four-day journey through Mexico with backpacks with no experience, and I wanted to see if we could do it. Uh, our, our 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 goal was always to win. Uh, I think your goal in life mostly is to win. But the reality is that you you can't win at everything. It's not possible. Um, So we always had this thing where like we're going to win this. But a close second was we're going to finish. If we don't win, we're at least going to finish. Because I want us to see this through. I want to see what we can do if we put all our energy, all our mind and put it together and see what happens. And lo and behold, we won the whole thing. And uh, some of you guys remember this show. Some of you won't. But we were the Goonies. <laughs> we we were the Goonies out there. You know what I mean? Ill-prepared, uh, fumbling our way through stuff. And uh, a lot of the stuff they couldn't show because we were, I mean, uh, just, I mean, it was, it was comedy at its finest. And so I'm sure the other team looked at us and went like, oh, we got these guys. We got these guys. <laughs> you know, uh, but we... We did what we said we were going to do. Um, My oldest daughter, Presley, um, once again, had to kind of um, take on my ex-wife's role. She had to be the mother um, because there was four of us and um, two tents. And so you had the 30-pound backpacks and then you put a tent in there. And so without even saying anything, Presley took the tent. And so she was carrying the same amount as I was and never put the pack down, never complained. Well, she complained, but not to the point where she was quitting. We all complained. There was a lot of complaining. Um, you know, they shot, uh, four days and three nights and they boiled it down to 60 minutes. So I'm sure those editors heard a lot of, (laughs) for BYU TV, they heard a lot of curse words (laughs) and they heard a lot of complaining. Uh, but they do a wonderful show, and if you get a chance, I would love for you to go check it out, because uh, I think it's a, a TV show with a heart, and uh, it, it's more about bringing your family together than the $10,000, and I've, I've now watched a lot of the episodes, majority of the episodes, and... Even those who didn't win the ten thousand were grateful for the opportunity to go out there and connect with their families and get memories that will last a lifetime. There's not a lot of people. Well, there is now because reality TV is so prevalent. But there's not a lot of people who can sit around and go, "Hey, remember that time we were on a TV show?" You know, to have with your siblings or your dad or or just that connection. And and, and that's what this is. And and I mean, now we're here is almost a year later. My kids still talk about the TV show daily. Uh, we talk about you know things that went on and we have memories now that hopefully will replace some of the bad memories. Um, I know they'll never go away, um, but if I can do my best to create new memories and let them know that I'm there for them, it, it, that's what it's all about. So... I talked a little bit about Presley, and she stepped up big, and she was awesome. And it was just wonderful to see her become this young adult, which she is. Now she's 18. When she did it, she was 17. She's 18. In a couple more years, I mean, she'll be gone. She'll be out of the house. Um, And so I was so lucky to have that time with her. My second child, Frankie, probably the most like me, Um, funny, witty, good-looking, (laughs) Uh, but in in all reality probably most like me personality wise and um it's weird because you watch this show she doesn't do a lot of talking um just because the story was about me and presley and she was there but she was such an amazing teammate uh, she was always positive, always upbeat and always ready to lead the pack. And she, I know whether she just wanted to get done with it or if that's the way she deals with stress. I was so impressed to see my daughter, Frankie, uh, just get out there and do it. She, she, she was just like, well, whatever it is, dad, we got to do it and let's go. And, uh, she, she had some funny lines and, but she really is like, if I had to say out of my kids, um, she is the backbone. Of my side of the family. Um, she cares a lot. She laughs a lot. And she lives a lot. Uh, and she is absolutely amazing. And it was so cool. To see her become um a leader. And she was a quiet leader. Which is weird because she is like me. Uh, but she led by example. And she just did what needed to be done. And so Frankie I'm so proud of you. Um, my son Bowden, he was the great unknown. Um, he was the kid who said his uh, video game skills should translate into his camping ability. Once again, he was wrong and he found out really quick. Um, but what this kid did do is find out he can do hard things. In the divorce and in the addiction, he, uh, wasn't, he was affected by the addiction. It's not fair for me to say he wasn't, but he was young. He doesn't remember much of it, but his life was turned upside down by the divorce and then me going to rehab. And, uh, he didn't have the same childhood as my daughters because, you know, they had both their parents in one house. Bowdoin really didn't have that for that long. And so he's been kind of coddled, kind of babied, um, And I think that just comes with him being the the youngest as well. So he's really never had to test himself. And this situation tested him because he was 10 years old in the desert of Mexico with a 30-pound backpack on him, no hiking ability or camping ability, and forced to do all of that. And... We were talking as a family, uh, the goal was just to keep him moving. Uh, He's got a tendency to get in his head and uh, shut down. And at one point, me and him are walking up a wash. And uh, he's just having a heck of a time. He'll tell you he was frustrated, but he was pissed. He was crying. He was mad at the world. And uh, the girls are up ahead, and I'm walking with Bowden. And he's crying and he's frustrated. And I go, hey, son, it's okay to cry. Your dad cries all the time. And I'll cry with you right now if you want. But the reality is crying ain't going to get this done any faster. So if you can cry and walk, um, we can get this done. And I thought for sure that's when he was going to have a nuclear meltdown. Uh, but he goes, <laughs> OK. And uh, he never slowed down and he kept walking and I couldn't be more proud of him because I wanted to give up. But I'm the dad and I'm supposed to, you know, motivate these guys. And so I wanted to say whatever I could to get him going. And he kept going and that got me going. So what I realized is that I need these guys. They keep me motivated. They keep me wanting to be a better person. And so we're walking and we never stopped. And coming to the very end, uh, we raised our flag first and we're $10,000 richer. And and I'm giving you bits and pieces of the show because I want you to experience uh, in its entirety for yourself. But one of the cool things is, is that every night we got to sit around a campfire and talk about. Our day, uh, our trials, uh, our challenges, what we could do better, um, how do we communicate as a family, Uh, what do we do when we're angry, Um, and, and all those things. And it was very awesome because it allowed us to communicate and see each other's love language and strengths and be able to pick them up. And so... All of this kind of started because of the letter my daughter wrote. So one night we're sitting around the fire and I brought out a piece of paper. And uh, this is what I wrote. This letter has been a long time coming for many reasons. But the main reason was I wasn't sure what to say, how to say it. So I'm just going to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I wasn't the father you deserved. I'm sorry that I caused you to grow up faster and have to deal with issues that no one, let alone a child, should have to deal with. I'm sorry for many sleepless and tear-filled nights. I'm sorry I wasn't the one you felt you could count on in hard times. I'm sorry that I ruined our family. I'm sorry that I caused you embarrassment and forced you to answer questions about me and my behavior. I'm sorry that I hurt people with my selfish and destructive behavior. I'm sorry for a lot of things, but the one that hurts me the most is I let you guys down and it breaks my heart. My whole life I wanted to be a father, but not just a father, a friend, a teacher, a source of strength. And I can say in my act of addiction, I wasn't any of those. And for that, I'm sorry. The good news is this isn't where our story ends, Here we are in Mexico, taking part in a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Not only are we here, we're healthy, loving, and building on our relationship. I know a trip and words on a paper don't make up for the horrible things that I made you go through. But it's a start. It's been over three years since I last drank, and I can tell you that I've never been more physically and mentally healthy than I am right now. Today, I'd like to make a promise to you. I promise to love you unconditionally. I promise to listen, learn, and be there for you in times of need. I promise to give it my best every day to make you proud of the man I am. I promise to be the dad you deserve. Life doesn't always go the way you planned. Trust me on this one. I've learned a lot in my recovery and my journey to become the man, friend, and father I want to be. I can be honest with you, it's still a work in progress. But I believe life isn't about the final destination, but more about the journey. I couldn't think of any better team to go through life with. We can do hard things. You know how I know? Because we've done hard things. Look how far far we've come. So if any time in life, you think to yourself, I can't do this. Think back to how far we have come and to this very night where we sit here in Mexico competing for money, but more importantly, making memories that will last us a lifetime. Someone once said, life is not measured by the numbers of breaths we take. But by the moments that take our breath away. Let's give the world something to talk about and end this challenge with our heads held high. After all, we're Scots, and if you can say one thing about the Scots, you can never count us out. Presley, Frankie, and Bowden, you guys are my everything, and I will never be able to thank you enough for not giving up on your old man. I love you. Reading that letter... And they share a little bit about that in the uh, in the in the TV show. The crazy thing about the letter is, uh, and I didn't find this out until I watched the show, because I read the letter, and uh, they cut to Presley. shows that was good, because my dad has never said he was sorry. How crazy is that? All the things that I put my family through and my children, and I'm sure I said sorry to work. I'm sure I said sorry to my ex wife. I'm sure I said I'm sorry to uh, anybody who would listen. But the one group of people I didn't say sorry to was the ones who needed me the most my children. I mean, that's, they should have been first. But it took a trip to Mexico on a dumb TV show, not dumb, um, to say I'm sorry to them. And these these are my ride or dies. These are the guys that never gave up on me. And so it got me thinking about my recovery. And I'm sure there's people out there um, that I still owe an apology to. And um, it just reaffirms that I need to stay on this path and let people know I am sorry for my behavior and I'm working hard. And there's, I, I know because after I watched that video, I started making a list of people that I need to apologize and make amends to and I'm working on it. And if I haven't got to you yet, you're on the list. Um, so I don't know where to end this. Uh, but to say that I am sorry for my behavior um, and I'm doing everything I can to become a better man, a better friend, a better father, a better human. Um, and I do want to thank every one of you guys who listens to this podcast weekly. Uh, and I do want to say thank you to Dr. Matt. I was thinking about it on the drive-in. Um, he was the first person out of rehab that said, okay, I'm still with you. I mean, my family did and all that stuff. But in the business world, uh, they said, okay, I got you. And his only question was, how serious are you about this recovery? And I go, really serious? He goes, let's do it. So here we are now, closing in on five years. And um, I am so grateful and blessed to be in the situation that I'm in and have the family that I do and the colleagues that I work with. So sometimes um, you just got to say thank you. And that's what I want to do. Say thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I love you, and I mean it. And in case you forgot, this is a KSL podcast.